This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling I've found in the last five to seven years that one of the greatest barriers to young people and adults accepting biblical truth and understanding it is pornography. That's a quote from Josh McDowell. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 12, 10 a.m. K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. And you can stream the show at kprz.com all over the world. My website is educateforlife.org. And my guest today is Luke Gilkerson. Luke served for eight years as Covenant Eyes Educational Resource Manager. He has a BA in philosophy and religious studies and an MA in religion. He's the author of Coming Clean, Overcoming Lust Through Biblical Accountability, and the talk, Seven Lessons to Introduce Your Child to Biblical Sexuality, and Luke is married, and Luke, uh, you know, I've got three little kids, so boy, uh, you're, you're, I might have to pick this book up that you've written here. Um, you know, I wanted to kids? just say thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, for sure. How old are your kids? I've got nine, six, and four. Well, it's a perfect time to be, uh, especially for the for the uh, oldest two, perfect time to be having those kind of conversations. Um, really, since kids are little, I mean, from the day they're born, we could be having these kind of conversations with them. But for sure, I'm so happy to be on your show. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, if, if you don't mind giving our listeners just a little bit of background, I mean, um, uh, for those of you listening, there's a, a gigantic conference coming up called the Set Free Summit. Uh, April 4th through 7th. It's right around the corner here. And it's worth knowing about it, even if you don't get a chance to attend it, because um, this is something we all need to be informed about as uh, believers and followers of Christ. And uh, Luke, how did you uh, get involved with Covenant Eyes? And how did you how did you get to the point where um, you started getting involved with Set Free Summit? Can you give us a little bit of background about your own uh, your own life and where, where you're coming from? Well, sure. I, the, um, the issue of pornography uh, as in terms of uh, pornography use, pornography addiction, uh, it's not just something that statistically we can see uh, going on in the church and in the world. It is something that deeply impacted my life personally, because this was something that I struggled with terribly for years and years and years. Um, it was something that seemed to affect every part of my life, and no matter what I seemed to do to try to stop whether it was reading books or attending conferences or, you know, whatever, or even just uh, confessing and having accountability partners, nothing seemed to really work for me. Uh, eventually, uh, I met a, a wonderful, wonderful group of people, a wonderful, another wonderful, and another wonderful gentleman at the church that I attended who really counseled me through the process of overcoming this problem. Yeah. Now, how, and, what age did this start to become a problem in your own life? And, and did you, did you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, I, not, not terribly. It was a quasi Christian home. Uh, you know, there was, um, we attended church. Uh, I didn't really, I don't know that how, I don't know how much faith was truly real to me, mm-hmm. uh, probably until my high school years. And, um, and then certainly not until I got to college, did I 
uh, start to really own it and really make it something that was my own. Um, but no, I didn't grow up in, in a home that was terribly religious by, by any stretch, even though they were, we had a sort of a, um, a, a general sense of Christianity was true. There wasn't a, wasn't like, um, a, a home where there was a lot of heartfelt faith that said, um, it was probably around, well, certainly I was exposed to pornography throughout, uh, my childhood and teenage years, uh, but widespread, my access, my kind of unhindered access pornography didn't really start till I got to college. Um, by the time I was in college, uh, then that was when it sunk its hooks pretty deep into me and lasted throughout uh, a lot of my 20s until uh, just up to uh, a year or so before um, I uh, got married. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, uh, I'm sure that there is, based on the stats and what I know of the issues, I'm a high school teacher, um, and, yeah. and what's going on and with the kids' lives. Uh, we recently had a student who was actually act, uh, expelled because of what was going on with him. Sure. And, uh, so, so this, uh, uh, formed a catalyst in your own life, uh, for, for a pursuit to, uh, help other people in this struggle. Absolutely. Is that, Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that was when uh, it was sh- shortly before uh, I was I was planning to get married, which uh, would have which would have brought me. I was going to plan to move up to uh, where I live now in Michigan, and it just so happens that my wife uh, attends church with, attended church with, and um, was good friends with uh, the co uh, the co owner co founder uh, and CEO of Covenant Eyes. His name is Ron DeHaas, and then a number of uh, people who worked at Covenant Eyes were members of the church, and that was how I got connected to the great folks at Covenant Eyes that I had the pleasure with working beside for eight years. Okay, now what what exactly is Covenant Eyes for our listeners who aren't who, sure. who, who don't know? Covenant Eyes is an internet accountability and filtering service. Um, so the primary thing that Covenant Eyes does is it uh, creates software that can be installed on a variety of internet-enabled devices, such as laptops and computers and smartphones and tablets and such. And the goal of Covenant Eyes is to hold people accountable to where they go on the internet. So that could be a parent holding a child accountable to where he or she goes on the internet. That could be an adult holding another adult accountable for where they go on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's filtering capabilities in there as well. And filtering, uh, people are generally familiar with the concept of internet filtering. But accountability software is what enables a conversation, a conversational relationship to Mm. blossom so that um, temptation is taken out of the darkness and brought into the light. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's the concept behind it. It was uh, the company was founded uh, not more than uh, 15, 16 years ago now. And when it was, it was kind of the first of its kind. Uh, trying to bring this idea of accountability to bear on um, on um, on this issue of pornography, on tempting things that could be on the internet. Uh, the founder of Covenant Eyes, Ron DeHaas, when he was when he started the company, uh, his primary burden was for his own children, his own teenage sons, who were exploring the internet, and he saw what kind of junk was out there on the internet. But he didn't just want to filter because he knew that. Even at their best, even when filters work properly, which they don't always work properly, but when they work properly, it's just a fence that just sort of keeps you out. Yeah. But it didn't lend itself to conversation 
um, so, so what, that's what he wanted. He wanted to be able to have conversations with his sons about the red flags he saw in their internet browsing. He wanted to be able to have conversations with them about s- small problems before they turned into big problems. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be able to converse with them and be able to communicate then his values. Why do we use the internet differently than the rest of the world? Why do we reject these temptations? What does the Bible have to say about that? What does the gospel have to say about that? He wanted that kind of conversational relationship. Yeah, that's exactly what you started doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I think there's a big difference between, um, like you're saying, a filter, which is uh, helpful, but... Ultimately, um, a person can end up just fighting this issue on their own, being kind of alone, uh, whereas what you're doing with Covenant Eyes is actually providing uh, the opportunity for relationships to, to develop where people can yeah. help one another. Uh, right. in, in, and that's really biblical, is uh, coming alongside one another and lifting one, one another up. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's the testimony of uh, tens of thousands now um, hundreds of thousands of people who have used Covenant Eyes over the years, uh, and they've seen it boost relationships within their family, uh, be able to have honest relationships with their family, whether that's between married couples or between parents and children, uh, and certainly relationships within the church. That's great. Well, people having conversations in the church. Yeah. My guest tonight is uh, today is Luke Gilkerson, and uh, we're talking about uh, the Set Free Summit that's coming up in a couple days here. Stay with us. We are going to uh, continue discussing this and how to overcome the issue of pornography and uh, how to fight back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're on Educate for Life Radio. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family owned. Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Maine and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. We'll cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. I will. 
nothing erodes a person's faith faster than internet pornography. That's another quote by Josh McDowell. And uh, thanks for listening today. You're on Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 1210 AM K-Praise in San Diego here every Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. You can also stream the show all over the world at kprz.com. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video, if you like to get a recording of this show, uh, or it's also podcast, and uh, all kinds of good stuff here. My guest today is Luke Gilkerson, and uh, Luke is an expert on the issue of fighting pornography. Uh, he, he was a part. Are you still a part of Covenant Eyes? I left Covenant Eyes a couple, several months ago now. But, uh, just uh, we uh, decided to break out on my own, my wife and I, uh, to uh, more further our own ministry and our own um, web, our own websites. The kind of conversations we were having with parents, and so I broke out on my own. I still have a very good relationship with the folks at Covenant Eyes. I just saw them just this last weekend at a, at a conference, and our, our booths were right next to each other, and we were. Um, constantly sending traffic back and forth to to each other. So I have a great relationship with the folks at Covenant Eyes. And um, as people are talking about here in a little bit, uh, I'm speaking, at, along with other people from Covenant Eyes, speaking at the Set Free Summit, which is coming up uh, starting on April 4th. Okay. And your website is intoxicatedonlife.com. Tell us a little bit about yeah. what, what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it started largely as a as a hobby blog for my wife and I talking about the things that we uh, find uh, interesting. So which for, for a long time was just kind of, uh, you know, interesting things we were thinking about me theologically. Uh, my wife might post a fun recipe on there. Or we might write up something about parenting or homeschooling or something to that effect. Over time, it started to really develop into uh, a well-trafficked website. We started having a lot more conversations with parents. And my wife and I started writing a lot of books and self-publishing a lot of books. Um, one of those books was called, it's called The Talk, Seven Lessons to Introduce Your Child to Biblical Sexuality, which has since become our bestseller and has generated a lot of discussion with parents all over the world, as thousands and thousands of parents have used this study with their own children to really try to lay a foundation uh, for teaching children about sexuality. This was something that was very uh, noticeable to me in my time at Covenant Eyes because I talked to a lot of parents when I worked at Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those parents were dealing with a, a crisis in their life where their child had been exposed to something on the Internet or they discovered that their child had actually been looking at pornography for months or even years, unbeknownst to them. And so we, in addition to having a lot of conversations about filtering and blocking and technology, the conversation always moved to the subject of sex. And what I found was that a lot of these parents, not all of them, but certainly a lot of them, had never, ever really spoken to their child about what God says about sex in the Bible. Now, are you, are you had, saying this is, is this uh, Christian parents as well as, you know, non-believers? Or is, uh, what are you talking about here? Uh, this is this is primarily Christian parents that we're talking talking to. Um, this was um, uh, what I have found, and then so of course since uh, not just talking to parents who use covenant eyes, but also talking to parents in churches now uh, all over the United States, I found that parents are, especially Christian parents, are pretty trepidatious about 
broaching the subject with their kids. Yeah, I they think the, the fear yeah. is kind of if I bring this up, then it's going to cause them to think about sex sooner. So maybe I should put it off and then, you know, or maybe I'm not qualified or maybe I have my own sexual right. my own sexual sins I struggle with. And so there's all oh, yeah. kinds of, uh, you know, uh, things to be intimidated about. Right. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, what I'm telling parents is this. Uh, the number one concern, the number one fear that I hear from parents is, I don't want to tell my kids too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they might say it's something to the effect of, I don't want to rob my child of their innocence. Um, now, I, I can appreciate that because that's a very that's a very real concern. We all love the sort of childish naivety that children have, uh, that they just that when they're shielded from a lot of things that go on in the world, that we can shield them from the worst and the worst that the world has and keep them ignorant of it for as long as possible. There's something to be said for that, but sex as God has designed it is not an evil thing. It is something that reveals his glory. It is something that reveals who he is. It is something that reveals um, part of what it means to be made in the image of God. I mean, the the very uh, first verse of the Bible was, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and uh, fill the world, right? So right. you can't get right. away. The, you can't do that without having sex. So right, exactly. And um, I have been telling parents this now for a while, and this seems to help them is when they realize that innocence is not so much a function of information as it is a function of attitude. Um, I know a lot of parents who don't educate their kids about sexuality. And what this does is it leaves a void where then the world can come in and fill that void with all kinds of false information and ungodly attitudes about sex. That's really interesting. You have a lot of kids who may know almost nothing about what the Bible says about sex, but their attitude about sex has been shaped by media and by their peers. Okay, so I just want to I want to I want to yeah. just uh, unpack that just a little bit more. So you said innocence is not so much uh, the amount of knowledge you have as it is your attitude. Can you just explain yeah. that one more time? What that what you're saying sure. there? What I said was you know innocence is not so much a function of the of of information as it is attitude. What I mean is that um, you can have uh, a a lot of information in your mind mm-hmm. about what the Bible says about sex. And this is not robbing you of your innocence if your attitude then about sexuality matches God's attitude about sexuality. So give me an um, example if, of what you mean by that. What's a, what, what is somebody who has knowledge but is still innocent? Give me an example of that. Sure. Um, well, take, take any number of the kids who will go through uh, our Bible study. What our, what our study is, the talk, I'll just explain what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talk that we that, – uh, a book that I wrote now, it's about – a little over two years ago now that I wrote it, um, that book is simply a series of seven Bible studies, similar to, it's, it's kind of like um, family devotional meets biology lesson. And what it does is it gives the parent an opportunity, a script, where they can sit down with a Bible in their lap and explain what God says about sex. Um, now thousands of parents have used this study with their kids, and now these kids have a foundational knowledge According to script, you know, in the rooted in the scriptures about what God says about sex, so that when it's not a matter of if, but when they are exposed to worldly and ungodly attitudes about sex, they have something with which to contrast it. It's not simply a matter of, oh, I see this stuff and uh, it confuses me, or it's exciting to me, or it tempts me, but something that says, 
but they have a foundation of knowledge in their mind where they can now contrast that with what God says about sex, and they can say, wait a second, this isn't what the Bible teaches. This isn't what the Bible says is true about sex. My parents have told me from, from, the, from very early in my life now that sexuality is about something for married couples. It is something that, it, that, it, that is pleasurable, but nonetheless still powerful. Mm-hmm. It is, not, it is for, uh, for the glory of God. It's not merely for the pleasure and uh, you know, uh, the, just the whims of, of men and women to use as they please. Yeah. And when they see those kind of messages in the world, they're able to find, now they can contrast that with what God said. That is fantastic. I love that. I love I love uh, everything about what you're talking about there. This is so needed, and I see it because as a high school teacher, I know a lot of the parents that I'm dealing with are struggling to know uh, what they should do with their kids and sexuality yeah. um, all the way up and through high school. My guest today is Luke Gilkerson, and we're having a great conversation uh, about sex and parenting and uh, pornography, and uh, there's a lot of good things being done, but the word needs to get out more and more. Stay with us. We're going to be right back and continue this conversation. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. And I'm coming. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 12, 10 a.m. K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. My website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up re- recordings of these uh, broadcasts. You can uh, check us out on YouTube or Facebook or uh, uh, if iTunes. It's all over the place. So uh, my guest today is Luke Gilkerson. He has written a fantastic book uh, called The Talk, Seven Lessons to Introduce Your Child to Biblical Sexuality. And uh, his web- website is intoxicatedonlife.com. Um, this is a quote from Dr. Patricia Greenfield. She says this, a warm and communicate." communicative parent-child relationship is the most important factor in reducing porn use among children. In addition, open parent-child channels for communicating about sexual and media experiences, sex education at home or school, and parental participation with children on the internet are constructive influences. Finally, for boys already at risk for antisocial behavior, parents should carefully monitor and severely limit access to pornography on file sharing networks and elsewhere. And uh, this is uh, the the uh, 
Set Free Summit, which is coming up in a couple days here, April 4th through the 7th, and uh, with Josh McDowell, among others, and Luke Ilkerson himself will be speaking there. Um, Luke, uh, picking up where we left off, um, you wrote this book uh, w- to help you know your children and, and many other people. Uh, parents who are struggling to deal with sexuality. I find it um, so interesting what uh, Dr. Greenfield says there is that a warm and communicative parent-child relationship is the most important factor in reducing porn use among children. Can you, can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, I think what uh, Ms. Greenfield is getting at, and it's a, this is absolutely critical, is that what parents what, what, what kids need more than just good information about sex is that they need a safe parental voice in their life who is communicating not only that true information, but is there for them, is, is present with them, has a good, um, rich, deep relationship with them so that when those children as they grow up, as they face various temptations, as they hear messages from the world about sex, as they interface with all kinds of philosophies about sexuality, as they see things in the media, as they hear things from their friends, that they have that kind of an anchor in their home of, uh, that, as she says, that warm communicative relationship with, another, with, with their parent uh, or parents who can, um, they can then go to and have great conversations, be bouncing ideas off of, yeah. uh, be confessing struggles to, be uh, working with through the temptations that adolescence and that young adulthood brings. Yeah. And now, uh, that, is, that is absolutely critical. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote the talk is mm-hmm. because um, it's for children six, six to 10 years old, so well before uh, puberty. Um, for children six to 10 years old, laying a, a very simple, with very simple uh, child-friendly language, a foundation, a foundational understanding of what sexuality is, um, and what I what I continually tell parents is that there is no safer place in the world for your child to learn about sex than sitting next to a loving parent who has a Bible in their lap. That is the safest place in the world for your child to learn about sexuality, and so it's it's so important to begin laying that foundation early on before the world start shouting its messages, and then continuing that conversation. Once, once you sort of break the ice mm-hmm. about these subjects, um, in fact, that's what my study does, is it, it's not only a script, but it uses the Bible to break the ice for you. So, so yeah, so because um, a lot of parents are probably listening going, oh my gosh, this, is, this would be the most awkward conversation I ever had in my life. Uh, but, here's the th- but here's the thing, this is so key though. Um, in fact, if you um, if you want to, if your listeners want a sample of this or want to know what this is, what, what it's like, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll, I'll give them a sample here. Yeah. Um, all they have to do is pull out their cell phones. Uh, they, if they text the uh, one word, the talk, no space between the talk, text that word to four four two two two. So four four two two two. They text that number and they'll text the word the talk, no space. Okay. Um, I'll send them. I'll email them a. Um, a, uh, a Bible study that they can do with their kids um, that just, what it does, it just opens up part of Genesis 1 where it talks about God made them male and female. He created them in the image of God. And it takes that little nugget of truth, it unpacks it in child-friendly language, it uses some very 
simple kind of cartoony diagrams where it describes, um, well, what is what does it mean to be male? What does it mean to be female, mm-hmm. uh, biologically speaking? What does that actually entail? And how does that tell us about who we are as people, as who we are as creatures made in the image of God? And um, what does that then lead to, of course, conversations about sexuality? Um, and so that's just, I'll just give you a sample that your listeners can go and they can just grab that sample there. And hopefully that will, I think, help to um, give it just a taste of what I'm talking about here. It's just using the Bible to break the ice. Yeah. It just, and this is, it, it sounds hard. Um, but really all the, a lot of the nervousness, it, it's in, a lot of it's just entirely in our own heads as parents. Um, our own kids, I mean, if you're sitting on your six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old son or daughter, um, assuming they haven't yet been exposed to um, something salacious or pornographic yet where they have, you know, they've built up a, a kind of a resistance to the subject of sexuality, assuming they haven't been exposed to uh, a bunch of raunchy and hardcore stuff. Sure. Then, um, then a child isn't necessarily feeling the sense of taboo around the subject. Um, that is something that's felt by the parent. Yeah. Um, and so this is something that's really key: is that if we use the Bible, one, if we use the Bible to break the ice, um, what we're doing it's 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 a really really handy crutch to lean on because um, a lot of parents they already are in the habit of. They open up the Bible with their kids. They talk about what's in the Bible. They tell Bible stories. They pray with their child. A lot of parents try to do this on a fairly regular or even daily basis. Sure. They family devotions or family worship or family prayer time or family Bible study or whatever they call it. They're already in the habit of doing something like that at home. So if if this is just sort of a plug-and-play kind of solution. You take this, you use this study as you just plug that right into what you're already doing, that time you already have set aside for that. And when you do that then you allow your child to hear in your voice as the parent to hear in your voice, what human sexuality is all about, all about from God's perspective. And it allows uh, parents then to become that trusted voice for their children. Yeah, that's great. Um, now, what so about, that, what about Luke? Uh, what about uh, parents who, you know, they kind of, they kind of didn't do that already in the, and the child's already past 10, 11, 12, sure. um, you, you know, and they're thinking, uh, boy, if I approach my uh, teenager over this issue, they are going to run the other direction. Um, and I, 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 there's a lot of yeah. Christian parents who have their kids, in, you know, in a situation where maybe they didn't build that warm, uh, communicative sure. relationship early on, and, and now they're struggling to play catch up. Oh, yeah. Uh, a few things I would say to that. Uh, number one, if uh, you're talking to a child who maybe is uh, hasn't, uh, he's just beginning to start puberty or has already just started puberty. Uh, we did write a sequel book called Changes, which is the exact same concept, uh, except it's God's perspective on puberty and the changes that they're going through. So I might use a book like that as uh, a good conversation piece. Second, I would say that if that, if you feel as a parent like you're playing catch up, then simply be as real and honest with your child about that. Um, about that as you possibly can. So sit down with your child and say, look, I should have been doing this all along in my parenting. I haven't really done it. And as a result, I feel like I'm playing catch up. And so first, as a parent, I just... Oh, Luke, you there? I lost you a little bit there for a second. Okay. Uh, I would just say that you sit down with your child and you say, 
uh, I wish I had done this more. Yeah. I haven't. I am. I apologize for that. Um, and now I'd like to start doing that if it's if it's you know if it's okay if you know. And I know that that under I know that that may seem odd or really kind of weird, but I'd like to start doing that more. Um, this is why I think a foundation is so important. Kind of yeah. Stuff is to have that habit in the home of formative teaching that's based on the scriptures, where yeah. you are already in the habit of doing it. It's then what what that does then is. Uh, when you sit down with your child to talk about sexual things, it's not just like some awkward fireside yeah, chat. Yeah, and you know one of the it's big of, one of the yeah. big ones, Luke, is uh, cell phones. And my guest today is Luke Gilkerson. We're talking about raising children in such a sex saturated culture, and how do we uh, fight the issue of pornography? And it's on the phones and everything. Stay with us. We're going to talk a little bit about cell phones and parenting uh, when we come back. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Because we were taught that's who we are. This is a quote from Martin Dobney. Um, From 2003 to 2010, I edited lads magazine loaded with its frequent nudity and lewd photo spreads i'd long been accused of being a soft pornographer and after leaving loaded i agonized that my magazine may have switched a generation onto more explicit online porn like many parents i fear that my boy's childhood could be taken away by pornography so we have to fight back we need to get tech savvy and as toe curling as it seems we are the first generation that will have to talk to our children about porn we have to tell our kids that pornographic sex is fake and real sex is about love, not lust. By talking to them, they stand a chance. If we stick our head in the sand, we are fooling only ourselves. And my guest today is Luke Gilkerson, who is uh, speaking at the Set Free Summit, April 4th through the 7th. And uh, he has uh, been a part of Covenant Eyes. His website is intoxicatedonlife.com. His wife and uh, him run that site, and they've written some great books. And Luke, um, I wanted to ask you, you were, we're talking about older kids here, as they uh, are, are brushing up against pornography, some of them um, already uh, almost addicted to pornography, and uh, what do you? What advice can you give to parents as as they're trying to right maybe some of the b- bad decisions they made in regards to what they've allowed their children to be exposed to? Uh, when it comes to phones, you know, at at my high school where I teach, Christian high school, the kids are not allowed to have their phones out um, during school hours, but 
uh, a huge percentage of the kids have smartphones and stuff with no no sort of blocking software on there, no Covenant Eyes software on there. Um, what what's your recommendation to parents as they they navigate cell phones and so forth? Um, I would say, regardless of age, that in general, we you just make the rule in your home that you do not allow what you do not monitor. Mm. So if um, that, that could mean, uh, you know, from even the youngest ages of kids, kids very young get tablets um, that are many times used uh, for education, but they are fully net, fully internet capable. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's always good to monitor those things to have proper parental controls and all that stuff. But even as kids get older, as they get cell phones, as they get uh, iPods and uh, other handheld type devices, even iPads. iPads are being delivered, you know, being supplied in the school. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, got, Luke, yeah. I run into a lot of parents that, um, almost seem incredibly naive, almost to the extent where my, my, uh, son or daughter would never look at this stuff. Um, what do you say to a parent who says, are you kidding? Not my, not my son, not my daughter. Um, well, there's two ways I could approach that. Um, if I'm talking to a largely Christian crowd, mm-hmm. I, I, I tell them, okay, well, you just take yourself back in time to when you were teenagers um, and um, think about you yourself and think about your peers. Think about the people you knew. Um, Would you be tempted by this kind of stuff that's on the internet now that that that's available now today? Mm -hmm. Would you be tempted by these things? You know, we have to, we can't bury our heads in the sand and just, think that, uh, you know, that our kids are just squeaky clean individuals. Our, our kids are sinners. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sinners are going to sin. Sinners are going to look for sin and hunt sin down. That's mm-hmm. what sinners do. Yeah. So we have to embrace that. Now, let's just say that um, you do have your exemplary child. And let's just say this exemplary child really does want to avoid pornography because th- those kids do exist. I believe they exist out there. They're, they, they are um, there, there are Christian kids who do that. There's even non-Christian kids that want to avoid pornography. Yeah. Um, th- th- and so they exist. But so the second thing I would say is simply you might trust your child, but don't for a second trust the Internet. Don't for a second trust the multi-billion dollar porn industry to try to steer clear of your perfect child. Mm. It will not happen. That's not the way it works. The Internet is littered with this stuff. Um, even the most unsuspecting child, that, that, that some of the surveys out there suggest that about a quarter, still even today, with, with search, search features improved, uh, with filtering services improved, with, with uh, parental controls improved, um, still today, uh, uh, roughly a quarter of teens run into pornography on the Internet when they aren't even looking for it. So, and, and that doesn't include all the teens who are looking for it. Just a, qu- a quarter of them are saying, I, I run into this yeah. when I'm not looking for it. So, and that's the nature of the web. That's the nature of the multi-billion dollar porn industry. So if you do trust your children and you're justified in trusting your children, fantastic. But do not trust the multi-billion dollar porn industry to keep their material out of the hands of children. Yeah, so uh, many kids. They, just, they won't do it. Yeah. I mean, so many people you know, don't want to be involved in that. And then they stumble into it. So, um, they do. So now you are, you are a part of the set free summit and, uh, this is a big effort. You, you've been preparing for this for somewhere around a year, uh, working with covenant eyes and, and, uh, Josh McDowell's ministry. 
And yeah. what what is uh, different about this event, and what what is so important about this event? Well, I think what makes this event unique is first you've got a, a, a coalition, a meeting of minds at this summit that uh, really you've got some of the top people in their field from uh, neuroscientists to historians to psychologists to spiritual leaders, youth leaders, uh, people who are really, really solid and very, very well experienced people in their field who also deal uh, in great amounts with the issue of pornography, especially pornography addiction, mm. um, all meeting in the same place. But what I mean, summits like that have taken place in the past. But what, what's unique about this one is that it's really speaking and addressing the church leaders, the ministry leaders of the world. It's saying you as the church and as church leaders have a role to play in uh, what um, in what could be a, a, a wonderful um, era, a wonderful generation of deliverance from this particular problem. Um, that as, as spiritual leaders, as pastors, as youth leaders, as assistant pastors, as, um, as uh, directors, ministry directors in, in various parachurch organizations, you have a role, a crucial role to play in this. Um, and I, I think that's what makes it unique. You've got some top minds speaking to spiritual influencers uh, and numbering in the hundreds, hundreds of pastors and hundreds of ministry leaders are going to be there to hear this. And so uh, my prayer is that these pastors and ministry leaders are going to take this material home, going to be able to take it back to their home churches and to start a, a, a wave, a movement within the church broadly, uh, within the church throughout the United States and throughout the world. Mm-hmm. that will uh, blow this issue wide open, will give people the ability to talk about it openly in their churches and to address it with really, really well-informed and well-resourced ministry leaders. That's great. Now, is is the Set Free Summit, I, I mean, it is April uh, 4th through the 7th, but uh, are, is there a follow-up kind of a um, uh, concept? that what What's going to come out of that? Uh, is there going to be ongoing events or what's going to happen? Um, as of now, from what I understand, um, the, I, I don't know if a summit part two is being planned. I certainly haven't heard of it. Okay. But there has been a, a tremendous amount of work put into uh, the follow-up that's needed from the conference. So a lot of the um, information that's going to be presented at the summit is going to be cataloged in some really unique ways for the, for the uh, individuals who attend the summit. Uh, there's going to be uh, ample opportunity on the Set Free Summit website uh, in order to bring follow-up. There's going to be, um, of course, a lot of informal and informal relationships built at the conference in order to facilitate follow-up to these things. Um, so it's certainly not just a, a one-time flash conference. There is, oh, there's been a lot of thought put into follow-up. Yeah, so um, but, so um, people yeah. people who uh, don't attend will have the opportunity to maybe get some resources there as well, and for uh, sure. yeah, for and sure. so you're listening to Luke Gilkerson on Educate for Life Radio, and we're talking about the Set Free Summit, uh, 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 an amazing event that is going to provide all kinds of help in defeating uh, pornography and keeping it out of uh, families, uh, so that your children can grow up without having that. Uh, just dragging them down throughout as they move through life and build their own relationships and families. Stay with us. We have one more segment left. We're going to be right back. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we are on 1210 AM K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. My guest today is Luke Gilkerson, and if you'd like to get a copy of this recording, uh, you can get it on my uh, YouTube channel, EducateForLifeVideo.com. You can also podcast it, and uh, glad you joined us uh, here today. We've had a great conversation so far, and I thought we'd uh, end the show here by, uh, Luke, if you wouldn't mind just giving um, some more tips, uh, maybe to the adults. We talked a lot about parenting um, and how to help your children. You have this fantastic book, The Talk, Seven Lessons to Introduce Your Child to Biblical Sexuality. Uh, Luke's website is intoxicatedonlife.com. And uh, if you want want to get in uh, Covenant Eyes, uh, Covenant Eyes is a software that helps develop uh, accountable relationships. And it comes from the verse um, that you're probably familiar with. In the book of Job, it says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. And as far as I understand it, uh, Luke, um, pornography tends to affect men at a higher rate than women, although uh, it's, it's, you know, more and more women are getting in, uh, hooked on pornography. Um, what advice would you give to adults who are looking at um, trying, to, trying to deal with pornography in their own lives? And uh, how do they start that process? And, and how do they build the relationships to get out of uh, pornography? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, both men and women, adult men and women, struggle with this. Mm. Uh, one, a, a friend of mine, uh, Jessica Harris, is actually one of the keynote speakers at the Set Free Summit. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about this issue for women. So women are not left out of this. Yeah. Uh, for, for sure. So for adult men and women, I would say that one of the most important things uh, to in order to deal with pornography, there's a lot. There's a lot that could be said about this, but mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, I would say, um, I would take take you to one verse in the Bible that I think is more or less a, a I it's the hook on which I hang uh, nearly every philosophy or approach that I've ever seen in order to deal with this, and it's from Second Timothy two twenty two. Um, and in this verse, it says that we should flee youthful passions, and pursue faith, love, peace, and righteousness, along with those who call on the Lord for a pure heart. Um, what this does is it gives us, I see here, a three-pronged strategy for defeating pornography. Run from, 
run to and run with, run from, run to, and run with. Uh, all three strategies are critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, run from, I, I see as basically all of your nuts and bolts strategies that one would use in order to flee from various kinds of temptations in one's life. Uh, fleeing visually, fleeing mentally, fleeing physically, fleeing emotionally, um, uh, looking at all the triggers that lead one to go down the path of, if you could picture like a pornography, like a uh, picture, like a highway yeah, where you're getting on the porn highway, right? You need to have off ramps somewhere. So knowing where that highway is in your, in your mind and having planned pre-planned off ramps for how you're going to escape from and do a U-turn uh, off that highway. So it, those are the sort of the nuts and bolts strategies. Now, there's a lot of them, but yeah. I think those, those, those are absolutely critical. So that's, you need run from strategies. Yeah. You also need run to strategies, which means uh, it's not enough to simply flee from something because you need to replace it with something better. Mm. You, uh, we're not meant to live as passionless, uh, emotionless, um, individuals. We're, we're, we're not meant to just live in that kind of exist, state of existence. God meant us for passion. Yeah. God meant us for worship. Um, pornography at its core is really a worship disorder. Um, and so therefore, instead, we need to replace the idols that have undergirded our drive for pornography, and we need to pursue the true God. We need to pursue the, the his, his pleasures, the pleasures that flow from His right hand. Yeah, uh, we need to pursue those things. That's one. We need run to strategies, but we also need run with strategies. And this one is—I uh, don't know if this is the most neglected, but it certainly feels like it is, mm. especially in some sectors of the church. Which is, we need to have people alongside of us for this stretch of the road who can actually walk with us in the midst of all this. People. This includes, you know, this includes confession, accountability. This includes encouragement. This includes mutual prayer. Um, all the, you know, one another's of the New Testament, practicing those one another's yeah. and living, uh, doing life with the members of the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, and of course, really addressing this issue, keeping, getting this issue out of the darkness into the light, talking about it. Mm. Um, would you say, specific, L- yeah. Luke, would you say that in your life, because you said this, you know, this was a struggle. I mean, the whole reason you got involved with this, it was a struggle that you were able to overcome. Um, would you yeah. say that the whole run with aspect was uh, the major component that was missing from your own life and what kept you, you know, keeping going back into uh, or, you know, not being able to overcome the struggle? Uh, you know, for me, um, uh, I, I tried a lot of accountability, but for the most part, for mm-hmm. me, accountability was a, was was all pretense. Um, oh, okay. You know, a lot a lot of people um, they, people can approach uh, um, the secrecy in different ways when it comes to pornography. Some people they keep the secret as as feverishly as they can because they don't want the secret to get out. Because the secret gets out, then they're going to be exposed and then their reputation will be ruined and that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's that kind of person. And then the other kind of person, I was kind of the other kind of person who um, I wanted to control the flow of information. I sort of saw it as inevitability that someone might find out what I was doing. So I was more or less public about my struggle. Um, I told people, I told, I had multiple accountability partners. I told people publicly in public forums that I struggled with this. But what that did is it was more of a, shock jock factor where I would say these things um, and people would say, oh, well, isn't he honest? Isn't he forthright? Isn't he um, 
noble for saying these things publicly for other people. You know. But what it did is it built up a sense of pretense for me. Suddenly wow. I was the, I could be spiritual by being honest. Um, and then, uh, of course, that, what that meant is that I can continue sinning, continue doing what I was doing, because none of the accountability partners I had, well, one, none of them knew the full story because I wasn't really telling them the full story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only telling them what, they, what I thought they needed to know in order to assuage, assuage my guilty conscience for the moment. Sure. Um, so, I, so I was trying to, you know, so I was playing sort of accountability musical chairs. I'd tell one person a little bit, tell another person a little bit, tell another person a little bit. Yeah. None of them knew the full story. None of them knew the full me. Um, well, and we, that's not we, real accountability. Yeah, you're right. Accountability we, is not telling people is not telling people just some edited version of the truth. It's telling them telling people the real you. Do they know the real you? Yeah. And that's not what people did. So uh, I used accountability to hide, and other people just use hiding to hide. Either way, it's um, a very unhealthy dynamic. Mm. Uh, now we, we have need to be, be known in the church. We, we've got about a minute left here, Luke. And um, I uh, this has been a powerful uh, show, and I really appreciate you being on. We. What was the turning point for you? And I gotta, we gotta say this real quick. What was the turning point for you that changed the direction from this, like you said, pretense to actual healing and overcoming? It was when a gentleman uh, who older than me, who was mentoring me at my ch- at a church I lived uh, where I went to, he um, sat across from me after I confessed all this garbage to him, and he sat across from me and said, "I want to pray for you." And I told him, "Look, I don't need you to pray for me because." It's, it does, it's kind of worthless anyway. I've had a lot of people pray for me. Mm. Um, what's going to be different about this time? Um, and he said, uh, the difference is, Luke, is that I'm not going to leave you. And I know, I know that you don't believe that change is possible. And that's okay. Because I'm going to believe it for you until you do. Wow. Boy. And I... that's, exactly, and that's exactly what he did. Um, we met for a while. Just that's incredible. Just in and week out talking about unearthing what's going on. And he, you know, didn't give up on me. Boy, that I can't, that's, I couldn't have uh, planned that ending uh, to the show here. Uh, that's a message straight from uh, the word of God and from Jesus Christ. Um, God bless you today as you uh, go about your Saturday. I hope this show has encouraged you and inspired you. Um, please check out covenanteyes.com and uh, also Luke's site, intoxicatedonlife.com. My website is educateforlife.org. We'll be back next Saturday. Have a fantastic and uh, Saturday and God bless you. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. your tired and bring your shame, bring your guilt and bring your pain, don't you know that's not your name, you will always be much more to me, and every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's all. 